I'm Spencer. And I'm Britton. And I'm Devin. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 284 albums in his Pike series, and we're going to listen to them. Three at a time. This is Getting Head, a Bucketcast. Welcome, bot slogs, friends, and bucketheads. This is episode 18 of Getting Head. We're legal. Cast. We're legal. We oh wow! This is the, the big eighteen. I mean, fully we were legal, legal at sixteen, li- but like, you know, the statutory laws are all varying in different states. So, to quote one of my favorite films of all time, 1997's "Meet the Deedles," fully legal and live in regal. That's a really good line. <laughs> I know it's been burned into my brain since I was like what ten when I saw that movie. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that movie, um, it has long been like very impossible to find because it was never released uh-huh. on DVD. Yep. And uh, they just uh, remastered it and re-released it for Disney Plus. Indeed, a first and HD so, rip of it. I actually watched it mm-hmm. with your brother. Were you part of that? No. Oh, okay. Weird. Yeah, I guess I watched that with your brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was. It was great. I'm sure it was. Devin, have you What's seen Meet the Deedles? Oh. Have I? Um, maybe Paul. Walker. I know it. I know it has Paul Walker. R.I.P. Paul R. I. P. Walker surfs on a river. He does. That's really all you need to know about. He surfs movie. on a river. Uh, no, uh, Dennis Hopper is in it, and he's obsessed with uh, groundhogs. That is a thing that happens. Interesting. We actually have uh, later a uh, a Dennis Hopper related fact. Oddly enough, what? No, not, amazing. Not Look at that synergy. I'm looking at who else is in this movie. Uh, we got Robert England. Oh, hell really? yeah. Freddy Krueger oh, himself. Hey. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, jo- John Ashton. You think of him as Freddy Krueger. I think of him as the hero from D. Snyder's Strangeland. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is that? <laughs> I've never even heard of that. It's a movie Amazing. directed by D. Snyder. I am... And also starring Robert England as the hero in what I think is his only like heroic role. I think he's the villain in everything else. Oh, and he also uh, he directed the first uh, nine three eight evil or whatever. That movie actually fucking rules. I love okay. that one. I have it on DVD. Yeah. Nice. It's super silly, but it's like just silly enough. The sequel's real bad. Yeah, the sequel's terrible. But the first one I thought was just good enough. Do you think D. Snyder um, stays in in like costume when he's directing? Does he like look like he does when he's singing for Twisted Sister? Pretty much. Like I, I want to say he wore uh, pretty much the entire movie like a uh, it's half a, and half. Yeah, leather vest with no shirt. I want to say like half his body was like tribal tattooed. That's right. That's and right. the other yeah, half yeah. was all like body piercings everywhere and like facial. Uh, so, piercings. Oh yeah, yeah. He had all the. Oh yeah. I love committing uh, to a look like that. Like when people do things like that, I'm like yeah, okay, like a weird thing where like you're splitting your oh, stuff in God. half. Like what, sa- what what you're doing basically. The soundtrack of that movie is insane. Like yes. Full on Ozfest new metal. <clears throat> it's, it's, like, it's not it's no end of days soundtrack, but ooh. what is, right? What about the Judgment Night soundtrack? That's ooh. also true. What legendary. about the Dracula 3000 soundtrack? Oh my god. <laughs> Devin, have you seen Gra- Dracula 3000? I know the cover art to a T. It's so but I've never actually watched it. To I've seen Dracula tea. 
I've seen Dracula 2000. Okay. That one's that one's also good. But Dracula 3000. This it takes it up by a thousand. Yeah, literally. Right, that's, that's, <laughs> oh, uh, look at this. That's, that's great. That's Steve Schneider and Strange Light. Oh, they had a. There's no way they had a fucking comic book. <laughs> oh my they god. They definitely did. What have I been missing out on in life? They have so many comic books. I should have picked it up. I was at a pawn shop a few years ago, and they had that movie unopened for uh, like a do- for like a dollar, and I was like, uh, I don't need it that bad. <laughs> I, I've I've got it on VHS, sitting in storage. Nice. Um, it's amazing. Very uh, early days of chat rooms on that movie. I think if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. If I remember, yeah, because that's how he found his victims. I think is like he'd chat them up and then like get them over to his house and then like buy them a kill type shit. I think I think you're totally right on that. Yeah, that was great. Nice. Uh, D. Snyder, really real real trendsetter. Like he, he saw the rise of uh, chat rooms. In in, mur- in murder plots, um, <laughs> murder rooms, murder yeah, murder chat rooms yeah, yeah. The, it's the 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 serial murder Discord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the creepiest thing that's ever happened to you in a chat room? <clears throat> I think I've been doing creepy stuff in chat rooms. <laughs> of course you have. Yeah. Probably get. I want to say probably like fucking with people I remember Norman and I in high school would go into juggalo chat rooms yes. and thought it was thought it was so funny just to like harass people mm-hmm. Ooh, me and Scott would do the same thing on Stormfront oh all the neo-nazis God. that was really fun <laughs> I remember that yeah yeah that was a good time <laughs> pretty good now they find now they find your address and they uh or they say they're gonna find your address and show up to your house but yeah not through my yeah. VPN. Hell yeah, dog. So this is an ad now for NordVPN. <laughs> um, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, Spencer, how's your boner? <clears throat> it's great, thanks. No assistance cool. needed. So, uh, well, I mean, I, I'll say I think NordVPN might be able to help. It's <laughs> a joke for no one. Yeah, well, I mean, if you listen to the podcast, <laughs> it's referencing something we talked about. No one's previously. listening. <laughs> I know. You're right, you're right. <laughs> Um. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um. Outside of AutoZone, um. Mostly just been doing the grind, you know, working. Uh, Mm -hmm. not cleaning my house. Cool. Uh, you know, regular stuff. Listening to Buckethead albums for some reason. As as you do, because you are contractually obligated. Yeah, I am. Signed a pact with the devil, and now I got to listen to three hundred buckethead albums. You're the devil. In the- <laughs> I, even though this was your idea, shut you up. Signed, Shh. No signed, one needs to know that you signed a pact with yourself, <laughs> and then drug me into it. Like, um, that's great. Yeah, it I, is. It is. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot, Brit. Yeah, will you hit me with the bucket fact? Because our guest today is such a big fan of uh, the genre of horror films, I figured I'd do a um, a horror related bucket fact. Because okay. Bucket fan, uh, Buckethead is also a big fan of horror. Okay. So, 
Starting in 1992, Buckethead formed and made several albums with actor Bill Moseley, who is best known for playing Chop Top in the infamously bad Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Uh-huh. Um, Classic. Yeah, classically odd. Um, the two first met through a mutual friend in 1992 when Moseley was starring in a two-man play about Timothy Leary and Charles Manson. After talking a bit to each other, Buckethead invited Mosley to uh, go with him to a friend's recording studio in Santa Monica and record as Chop Top, uh, his character from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, uh, for some music that Buckethead had written. So they went and jammed. Uh Um, They didn't have much contact for about a year after that, but then about a year later, Buckethead invited him to go to New York to appear on uh, his album that kind of broke him, um, Giant Robot. Okay. Unfortunately, uh, mostly discovered that he had zero rights to the name, character, and likeness of Chop Top. So after breaking the bad news to Buckethead, um, he was given the name Onions the Scarecrow. That's a which better he, name. <laughs> it is. It's a fucking great name. <laughs> Way cooler. Uh, which he would use for the duration of their uh, time recording together, including the band that they would form uh, a couple years later, the Corn Bugs. Um, mm-hmm. Their first album was released in 1999, seven years after the two met and started jamming together. Uh, mostly Pretty also standard. appears uh, in the same <laughs> year on Monsters and Robots on the song Jowls. The Corn Bugs would go on to release five albums, three compilation CDs, two DVDs, and an infamously lost film called The American Massacre which was directed by William Hooper, son of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Toby Hooper. The Cornbugs uh, broke up in 2007, and according to Bill Mosley in an interview, he said, <clears throat> uh, uh, from a 2015 interview, he says, uh, I think about eight years ago, I got a call from Buckethead, and he said, I won't be talking to you anymore. And it's been eight years, so... I guess that's true, but that's just how it is. <laughs> that's the best way to break up a band, honestly. He is his own person, and I figured we got a couple years out of our collaboration, so it's okay. Actually, it was more like 10 years. That's interesting you bring all that up, because once you said that, I remembered I actually tried to find a stream of this movie a couple yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's, it's, it's impossible to find. Uh, someone actually just... Um, uploaded the two DVDs they did on the internet, and those have been out of circulation and possible to find for a long time. So those are around, which is kind of cool. And I, I watched one of them, and it's 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 weird. I bet. Um, it's like their music set to a lot of, like, old weird films and then uh, kind of interspersed with, like, little sketches that they do. Very, very weird. So uh, Onions the Scarecrow, like, what mm-hmm. is his part what is his like what does he play what does he do in the music so ba- basically he does vocals but it's more like him doing a character and uh. most of it isn't singing it's more like him talking over the music in a character that's very similar to uh chop top okay and uh chop top's character is very very like, odd like it's like slam poetry yeah Sick. yeah pretty much yeah it's like slam horror poetry um, okay let me throw something on you i'm gonna change tracks a little bit imagine mm-hmm. slam poetry but it's like slam death metal and oh. then somebody's just doing poetry over it yeah i mean that, that's, that's, that's really bordering sick. new metal 
<laughs> you're, you're not wrong. I did it inv- inadvertently invent new metal. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What an astute observation. You love Don't you it. love when you accidentally invent new metal? It's a, it's a good feeling. I've got it on the brain, you know? You know, I've been at this for a long time, this new metal world. Yeah. This... I might say you run a new metal society. You might Steeped say that. Steeped in karate. Well, that's great. Um, I love that. That was a great mm, bucket fact. No, thank you. I I do my best. Do you? I think you do. I think you do enough. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you you get to do the next bucket fact. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go buck get, yourself. Get bucket fucked. <laughs> bucket bucked. Um. So we listened to uh, we all listened to three pikes. Yeah. Like uh, 52, 53, and 54. Uh, Factory, City of Ferris Wheels, and The Frankenstein's Monsters Blinds, respectively. Mm-hmm. That last one, quite a title there. Quite I'll... a title. Uh, well, I mean, we'll get to it. It's, a, it's an interesting kind of horror-themed um, record that doesn't sound horrific in any way at any point, which is something. Well, if your definition of horror is being like kind of bored rock. like yeah. that's <laughs> i don't know like elect uh, yeah electronic funk rock is the most horrifying thing i can think of like last night i was just uh dreaming of uh bootsy collins with a drum machine and i woke up in a cold sweat nice um, pike 52 factory released on march 13th 2014 mm-hmm. I'll- you can hear it yeah yeah uh, I liked this one better than the other three, the other two we listened yeah, to yeah. this week. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was by far the best one. This was one of the better pikes I think we've. Yeah, honestly, to so like, far. I really liked it. And um, what yeah. is interesting, we'll kind of get to that later. But uh, the reception on this one is not as positive uh, uh, compared to a lot of the other ones, uh, which I think is really mm-hmm. interesting because I really dug it. I thought it was fun. Um, so, so I don't know. So it's interesting you say that because. Uh, when doing research, I actually go through like a lot of reviews and stuff online, and that might be true based on what you read on like social media mm-hmm. and stuff. But um, given like critics and like people who are doing something like we do and like reviewing all of the pikes, this tends to be like in their top tier of pikes. Nice, nice. That's good. Uh, like that, the, it, as it should yeah. be. It's really weird and it's really diverse, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. What uh, What do you think, Devin? I thought it sounded like. Uh... Something you would listen to when you're playing a first-person shooter video game? Yes. That's what a lot of his music yeah. sounds like. A lot of it is very soundtracky, very video game type music. A very Quake 2. Is like that, that's yeah, what that's I think. literally what I thought yeah. of was Quake. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think of like PC first-person shooters from the late 90s a lot of the time when I'm listening to Buckethead. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. that's the vibe. Yeah. I, ha- I thought... Oh, go ahead. This will be a very... This will be a deep cut for Alaska. I thought the fifth track had a riff that sounded like a straight up mercy should hurt riff. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? It was like the one they got into a fight with Theory of Hate over stealing. I definitely remember that song. That was like my favorite epic like scene fight of all time. Truly. Yeah, that was beautiful. Like fighting over that riff of all the riffs. It's like, guys... Every single band that played that style had that song. Like, uh-huh. um, some of my other notes I wrote down was 
I imagine alt kids that were into MSI and bands like that probably really wrote for this. Oh, sure. Mindless self-indulgence for, for anyone unfamiliar. Uh, probably most favorite, famous for their song, uh, Faggot, off of uh, Frankenstein Girl. What was the name of that album? Frankenstein Girls Think I'm Sexy or uh-huh. something, something, something like, like that. that. You yeah. know, they're a band that I, I kind of came back around on um in the mm-hmm. past few years like they're they're all right like i growing they're, up they're talented growing up i felt it was like really cringe but like now i'm like i kind of get the vibe of this much more mm-hmm. than i did then um yeah that isn't to say they are without cringe <laughs> but um, they do you know they, they got some bangers they're all right they do yeah they had that right. bitches song which was kind of had a hook oh yeah oh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Um, I couldn't tell at the beginning of the album if it was him doing it with a guitar or if it, there, there was an actual turntable. Oh, yeah. It's um, probably a guitar. Yeah, like, he does a lot of samples and guitar work. I don't think he's actually using like turntables in this much. Um, he's got a producer who does a lot of this stuff uh, called Dan Monty. Um, so Brit is intent on like saying Dan Monty's name as much as possible every podcast, this is a thing? Well, because I do believe he's listening to the podcast. He's not. And Dan Monty, if you're listening... <laughs> no one's listening. You know this. Someone, someone from the same small town he lives in is listening. So, you know, <laughs> just putting that out there. Because it's not a big town that he lives in. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. What's um, the town? Um, Agora Hills... Uh, California. Okay. It's just like west of Los Angeles. It's like a kind of far out there suburb. Like from like Los Angeles proper, it's like a between a half an hour and an hour drive. That's not bad. So, yeah. But it's it's way out there. Okay. All right. Um anyway, so uh yeah, like I don't think Dan Monty like really plays much of anything unless it's bass. I think mostly what he does on the albums is like mixing and sampling. And, progr- and drum programming. Yeah, yeah, lots of drum programming too. Although we don't know for sure if it's him doing all the drum programming. We don't, but that, that seems to be the common thought, at least among like discussion mm-hmm. threads and stuff that I've read about it. Like uh, it seems to be everybody kind of assumes that Dan Monty is doing the drum programming. Right, right. He so, should be. Yeah. Yes, we'll never know. He's good at drum programming, if it is him. If it's if, if it it's Buckethead, then Someone, Buckethead's good at, good at yeah. Somebody's good at it. Either him, Buckethead, or the uh, the mysterious Albert. Oh right, I forgot about. Who is also credited with uh, producing most of these albums, but no one knows who it is, and it's probably just Buckethead. Is that like Buckethead's Q? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> where where we go one, we go Bucket. You know? Bucket and on. <laughs> bucket and on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. We got we gotta make stickers that say bucket anon. <laughs> that would actually be amazing. amazing. Just with the bucket on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just like know. a KFC bucket, but it just says anon. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh yeah, no, th- this uh this record was cool. It was fun. Um there's a lot of like I liked how how like it changed a lot. You know, there was a lot of diverse stuff and it just was like quick kept going into the songs are short songs are short yeah actually interesting question um for y'all do you think uh song one factory q do you think that's about q and (laughs) r 
It's a great question. I mean, let's I'm gonna not. I'm going to say maybe. Yeah, I mean, it was made like four years before the inception of the Q conspiracy, but mm. still, Buckethead could be Q. He's very he, mysterious. He could. Right? Yeah. Has resources. Uh huh. Yeah, probably is on 4chan. <laughs> so. Oh, boy. Everything's lining up, you know? So. Gives a whole new meaning <laughs> to Buckethead on. If you look hard enough, you can make the pieces all connect. Oh, uh, I know the pieces fit because I watch them fall away, all right? In the words of Tool, uh, who is the, the 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 metal equivalent of QAnon, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I uh, I thought in Buckethead Land, uh, this uh, was a nice dynamic, uh, pretty pretty cool album. Mm-hmm. I think it would be just a great song for a conventional high speed roller coaster. I was thinking the arcade. In Buckethead Land. This is the soundtrack to that. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Like the yeah pen, there's definitely pinball games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No. You get like you get like an Area 51 machine and like a Time Crisis yeah. machine. You Ooh. know, Time Crisis uh, Four oh. specifically. Yo, take this record and throw it on a laser tag arena. There Ooh, you go. Yeah. There you laser go. Laser tag for sure. Yeah. Uh, God, what was the Aerosmith game? Something Revolution. Oh. Revolution X. The Revolution yes. X. You should get that. Or uh, he should get one and reprogram it and call it Revolution Q. <laughs> <laughs> well, like where you're shooting the the, the CDs. Go, Is that well, that one? In that in Revolution yeah. Q, you're storming the Capitol. Oh, oh obviously yeah, yeah. <laughs> with, with with Steven Tyler. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Dude looks Revolu- like a shaman. I, I, I'm gonna say I think Revolution Q might be the the name of this episode. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, so, uh, Pike 53, City of Ferris Wheels. I'm sorry, can you hear that? My neighbor's taking a dump and just turned the fan <laughs> on. This happens, like, every night. Brick gets so mad about it, like, every time. It's, it's really funny. It's this <laughs> dumb ambient noise, and I'm like, God damn it, just fucking shit and get out, guy. Like, like I, I've asked you this before, but, like, do you think it's, like, this person is trying to hide their shits from whoever they live with? Like they gotta mask the sound or whatever. That's a good question. I should go ask them. Yeah. Uh, I should just. Go, like, I know hey, where they hey, live. Hey, I'll just go knock. Tell me about floor. your. Uh, tell me about your bowel movements, bro. Are they uh, eating um, a lot of meats? <laughs> that's a good question. Um, yeah, I just gotta know about that BM. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's a really good. Do you guys ever listen to Crank Anchors? Uh-huh. I do vaguely remember Crank Anchors. Vaguely, yeah. There's a good one where Sarah Silverman calls these people. And it's telling them they're from like the city for the um, plumbing, and they're asking them about their BMs and like how much they're eating and how often they're going. And it's this old couple, and they get real perturbed. That sounds great. I can imagine. That, that sounds like a very Sarah Silverman thing. That's pretty Bad. good. Y'all remember like poop jokes and boner jokes and stand-up comedy? That, that's something that doesn't really exist anymore. I'm pretty sure it does. You're just not in the stand-up comedy you're listening to. Oh, that's that's probably true. I mean, it, it probably just shifted over to like the, um, you know, like the uh, the blue collar comedy tour. Mm. Also, how can they call it like everyone on the blue collar comedy tour is fucking rich? Like <laughs> white, it's the white collar comedy tour. It's like no matter what shirts they wear, they're all fucking rich. Yo, I want to. Start- they, they know that the fan base isn't. Even even Bill Engvall's a millionaire, and he doesn't deserve, you know, 
anything but poverty. Like, <laughs> but I mean, like, I get it because their their fan base is, you know, their the fan base they're 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 getting the short end of the stick at this point, you know. Yeah, I mean, they're the they're the snap benefits comedy tour basically. Uh. Yikes! I want to start a competitor, uh, the brown collar comedy tour, and we only make poop jokes. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, are you like? Do you want to be like a fascist brown shirt? Because this doesn't sound like a good. No, idea no, 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 no. Just, just poop jokes. You know, just the, just the poster jokes. is just like the poop emoji. That's it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll I'll just create a character called the uh, Larry the Plumber guy. <laughs> and Jerry, fun, Jerry, the, just Jerry the Plumber. And that's guy. it. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, God. Yeah. Anyway, back to back to the <laughs> album, uh, Pipe Fifty Three, City of Ferris Wheels, uh-huh. released on March twenty third, twenty fourteen. So, how how long was the distance between this one and the previous one? Oh yeah. Uh, so this was released um, exactly ten days after the previous Pipe. Nice. Okay. Um, right in the bus train. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, and that's so. That's one thing about a lot of these Pikes is. Straight up, like a lot of them are released like one week after the previous album, or sometimes so on the same day. Out. You think he does that for uh, to keep the algorithms up with the streaming? Well, this was well. I mean, no, this was 2014. There's he, he doesn't he uh, he doesn't put a lot of these up for streaming. Like yeah. they're not available on Spotify. Well, some of them are, uh, just not all. Yeah, of them. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the beginning ones are, and then some of the newer ones are, but. For the most part, like between like Pike's thirty and like two hundred, there's really not much. I, I on Apple Music, there are I think there must be more on Apple Music because like a lot of them are on Apple Music. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. All these ones are on Spotify. Nice. Really? Nice. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I uh, I listen to uh, all, I basically listen to everything just on YouTube now. Yeah. For these, it's just <laughs> it's easier. It's always there. I, I've been able to find every single Pike. So. Anyway, City of Ferris Wheels, uh, three tracks, each of them about 10 or 11 minutes long. Uh, the first track is 13 and a half. Yeah. And oh boy, is it long. <laughs> That's true. It is long. Not as long as the, the dump my neighbor's taking right now, <laughs> but 13 minutes is long one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at least he does cool robot noises with the guitar in like the first couple minutes. That was yeah, cool. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of like um, synth envelopes and stuff in this entire uh, Pike. It's a uh, it, it's a very synth envelope funk metal album. That's that's it. There's some bluesy guitar solos. I got a lot of guitar center vibes on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like, but but like a guy who's really good at guitar center, <laughs> and then like his friend who like is just learning bass and is like, let me plug this into the bass envelope. And then, but it's very, um, I don't know. Uh, the guitar parts are pretty cool. Everything else gets very repetitive. There's not a ton of variation from, you know, riff to riff or yeah. from song to song. It's, uh, it, the album does progressively get like more dynamic and softer as it goes, but that, that's about it. I wrote in my notes that you could definitely do drugs to this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it was definitely um, like, yeah chill enough and long enough. Yeah, this is like a, a passing around a blunt album. This this reminded me of like a couple of pals like they're married, you know, they want to uh-huh. get away from the kids, 
they go to someone's garage you know they just start jamming so you're saying dad yeah. band you're saying dad band vibes. hell yeah hell yeah dad yeah band. yeah that, i definitely got that vibe too this is definitely a dad band album for dad sure. band weekend guitar center you know all that stuff god imagine if if buckethead was a dad what it, he might be bucket uh, yeah that, that that's an interesting thing like little baby he's, buckets yeah, he's, he's he's so secluded like that he he could be living a very normal life that we'll just never know about do you think that the kids would have buckets though like oh yeah oh yeah you gotta get buckets for your kids <laughs> what are uh, you doing otherwise how is he gonna know that that's his kid exactly like, <laughs> he's gonna be like where's my child what are you doing in my home strange child wouldn't it be great if, if the kids had to have like a religious exemption at school to like wear the buckets <laughs> all the time? <laughs> yeah, like no, no hats at school. This isn't a hat. This is it's it's basic. It's basically like his yarmulke, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Bucket, Buckethead's bucket is his yarmulke, mm. um, and funk rock is basically like, I mean, it's like the Judaism of the music world, right? I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I I think that's accurate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> fun, fun, funk metal and Judaism have a lot in common. Please, Spencer. like, enlighten me. When you think about it, you know, you got um, you got hats. Mm-hmm. You got curly hair a lot of the time. Okay. People are involved? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah there's people. Devin, Devin, yeah, with the save. Yeah, there's <laughs> people. Yeah, that's... <laughs> beautiful <laughs> um yeah so i listened to this one i definitely zoned out while listening to it i thought it was fine um mm-hmm. you know eh, it was it's all, right. all right it's it's uh it's what i'd consider um one of the pikes that's more of a jam album mm-hmm. where it feels like he just made some riffs put them on loops and then recorded one guitar track all the way through and called it good mm-hmm. yeah it's i mean there's some good soloing and some good leads on there, but for the most part, it doesn't feel very planned or very, uh, like there was a ton of intent mm. for this entire album, especially coming off of, um, Pike 52 factory, which felt like there was a lot of intent in its yeah. uh, construction. Mm-hmm. What if these were B sides? Mm. I mean, I don't know the difference between the A sides and the B sides <laughs> and pikes because there's just so goddamn many. Like that, that is true. Yeah. It, it's difficult to say, you know, um, one interesting thing that I have observed is like with an artist like this that has so much output, it's it, like the 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 differences between A sides and B sides. It just kind of like blurs together. It's like it's all there's no riff that's unused. Yeah, right. It, it's all you know B plus sides. Like all it's of a, it. <laughs> more of a it's more of a hepatitis B side. Hepatitis B plus. Uh, hepatitis B C rich warlock. <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah. Hepatitis BD Wong. (laughs) 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 You're BD wrong about that. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? It's City of Ferris Wheels. It's kind of boring. Like, guess what? Like a what? Ferris wheel. A Ferris wheel. This would be a great soundtrack to a fucking Ferris wheel. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah. You there know you what? I, I think in that way, he hit the nail right on the head. Because yeah. this album is like a Ferris wheel uh-huh. in that I'm not interested in going on a Ferris wheel. <laughs> like, unless, like, it's, like, the big one here that takes, like, 
10 minutes to go around and you could probably get blown in one i'm not nice. interested in a ferris wheel that one rocks yeah yeah i'm totally cool with blowjob ferris wheels. wait have you been on the big wheel in seattle yeah oh tell us about it i haven't been on it me neither it's expensive i bet yeah how much was it I want to say like fifteen or twenty bucks a person. Eh, yeah, it's actually right. less than I would expect for Seattle. Um, it's great for touristy pictures. Mm-hmm. Do you get a cabin to yourself, or did you have to share it with other people? We shared it. There was like three or four of us that were on it. Okay. Um, it's kind of stinky, you know. Oh yeah. Wait, were, the, were the other people like friends of yours, or did yeah. just okay, okay? But so you would get. If it was just the two of you, they would give you a private one, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Just making sure I can get a blowjob on. There's that. De- yeah. Okay. It's definitely uh, sex friendly. Interesting. Do you think that's cool. where some of the smell came from? I'm inclined to say <laughs> probably. <laughs> I wonder how many like, condoms they have to like pick like, up. Like, w- where would it rate on a scale between like um um. Big Bass Pro Shop bathroom and AutoZone bathroom. <laughs> um, are are you implying that Bass Pro Shop bathroom is like the god tier of bathrooms? Because like I, I don't I'm, know if I agree with that. I, I, you could you could roll around on the floor of Bass Pro Shop like. Oh yeah, wow! Okay, it's like, good. all right. They at least have someone clean that one once a week. Uh, <laughs> AutoZone. Um, no. No, no, you don't uh, want to go to an AutoZone bathroom. Let me like tell you. The only thing that's cleaning the AutoZone bathroom is the residual ammonia in the urine on the No, floor. I know. That's why the ground is so discolored. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, like, if you just, if you <laughs> dropped like a little bit of bleach on that floor, like it would become napalm at this point. <laughs> <laughs> or mustard catheter. <laughs> I would say it's comparable to like a Fred Meyers All right. bathroom. Oh, like, okay. It, Fred Meyer down. I don't think I get blown into Fred Meyer's bathroom. So. Yo, Fred Meyer bathrooms down here. Let me tell you, I don't know where Fred, what Fred Meyer bathrooms are like where you are, but they are gnarly here. Like they're I've, not as bad as the Safeway bathrooms here. They're not as bad as the Safeway. Safeway bathrooms. is a bad time. Yeah, Safeway is mm-hmm. a bad time. Uh, mm-hmm. But they they are like barely above Safeway. <laughs> like they're pretty gnarly. I've seen some some gnarly shit in uh, the Fred. The Fred Meyers here are like are considered like the upscale grocery store outside of like Whole Foods. Oh, okay. interesting. Okay. Like yeah. yeah, here it's considered like lower middle class. Yeah, pretty much all of the Kroger stores are here. Mhm. Yeah. Which is uh interesting. It's a different vibe. Very different. Uh Pike 54, The Frankenstein's Monsters Blinds. Yes. Uh released Probably on saying March- that bunch of times yeah the frankenstein's monsters blinds uh-huh. and there's no like punctuation in here or anything no. so it's not the frank yeah I, I don't get the spelling at all but yeah I'll just like, i was it. copying it down from my notes and i was like i don't like typing this <laughs> yeah me neither uh so released on march 27th 2014 exactly four days after the previous pike and i i will tell you it sounds like it took four days after the previous pike because it sounds like <laughs> the previous pike it really does i hated yeah. this one i'll be honest <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I did not like it, I, it's, it fair. it's fine it was just as good as the last one because it sounds exactly like the last one and i think i think what kind of like uh makes me the most disappointed about this album mm-hmm. is the title is the frankenstein's monsters blind so it sounds like it could be like horror related and 
Uh, he's done some previous pikes that mm-hmm. uh, Spencer and I have, have listened to that were intentionally horror related. Oh, one yeah. called Pumpkin and one called uh, Pikes. And both of those were like a lot of like kind of horror soundtracky uh, effects type stuff. And that's kind of what I was uh, expecting here. But instead, it's just another funk rock album. Yeah. The only real difference between this one and the previous one is this one has a lot more electronic drums. Mm-hmm. That's it. I felt like having a name for the album like that was a big missed opportunity. Right, especially the like, three tracks on the album are uh, track one, Boris, track two, Car, and track three, Lof, Boris Karloff, yeah. who, you know, played fucking Frankenstein. Uh, I mean, he, he's basically played every single, like, movie monster at one point in time. The but, Mummy. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's played Dracula. Like, he's, he's one of those guys like Christopher Lee, who is in literally every horror film in the 1950s and 60s. I have a Christopher Lee tattoo. What? Oh. That's dope. Have you ever listened to Christopher Lee's metal album, Charlemagne? Uh-huh. No. It's, I didn't oh, know that existed. Yeah, it's he, a, he... It's a power metal album. Yeah, yeah. He made a symphonic power metal album where he's like, And King Charlemagne! It's like, it's pretty great. <laughs> it's it's not, which is why I love it. <laughs> when like, did it come out? It, uh, 2012 or something like I that? I think 2000... It was, so it was right after he... Um, yeah. No, it was, it was before that probably because yeah, it was 2009 uh, like a, or 2010, something like that. It was it was right after he had worked with uh, Rhapsody um, for their album Symphony of Enchanted Lands Two, I think. Yeah, it's just right. so. He, but at this point, he's like old, so that's that's sick. Oh, he's he, isn't uh-huh. he dead? Yeah, I think he's dead now. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think he. Died. But no, he was like I think it was like eighty something when this this power metal album came out, and like he specifically because like so. Do you know who Rhapsody is? No, no, is? no, it, no. Eighty eighties? Did you say? Yeah. No, this was like in the mid. No, he's he's saying he's in his eighties when they recorded. Oh, oh, yeah. gotcha, got oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. um, Devin, do you know who Rhapsody is? No. So Rhapsody is a symphonic power metal band, um, from Italy, and they're like, they're like the peak of like cheeseball, like symphonic power stuff. Like they they wear like lace shirts and they they have like music videos where they're like carrying swords and it's like it's really good you know really fast guitar solos i i love rhapsody i have a very special place in my heart for them um but anyways they got christopher lee to do some narration work on one of their records i think actually two of their records i think isn't he in uh reign of a thousand flames or something like that too not reign of i think he might have been on the one after um Right, uh, yeah. Symphony of Enchanted Lands too because that was the first time he worked with them yeah and so like anyway he also worked with uh he also worked with fucking uh, Manowar. He uh, he did um, oh, the part right. on Battle Hymns, the narration part for the updated Battle Hymns. Wow! Yeah, yeah he liked he liked working with Rhapsody so much. He liked their music so much that he's like, I want to make a metal. I want to make a power metal album. Like, which is for a dude in his eighties, that is like one of the coolest things that you can do outside of just like slamming acid and being a weirdo. Um, is be like, like I want to make power yeah. metal albums and. Uh, great so this album uh back back to the frankenstein's monsters blinds yeah 54 it was okay Um, i mean i don't know i listened mm. to it i was like i don't hate this but also i'm bored (laughs) yeah because it's just like a continuation of the last album it was like pretty much an hour-long pike which like Mm. no i'm really glad that i broke up listening to these over two days Uh uh-huh i think if i would have listened to both of the last two front to back yeah that that was wise 
Yeah, so that's, I, that's what I, I did, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, we're doing this again. But, like, weirdly <laughs> enough, I expected that for some reason. Like, after hearing 50, uh, 53, I was like, mm-hmm. he's going to do another one like this, isn't he? And I listened to it, and I was like, yeah, all right, here we go. God damn it. Oh. Here it is. I just yeah. felt like the songs dragged so much that I don't really know, like, what's going through his bucket when he's like, <laughs> all right, the song's going to be, be over now. Like... <laughs> <laughs> we we've made a point. We've made our point here. Yeah. And so I'd honestly say I think this album is better than the previous Pike. Um but like I definitely like the electronic elements and the electronic drums a lot more than the drum programming on the uh, previous album. But the fact that they sound so similar uh made me just dislike both of them. See, I liked City of Ferris Wheels better uh because the last song on that one I thought was okay. Like it has some nice melodies in the in the lead yeah, work and was... like that was more interesting to me than the funk stuff on this one cuz this one is a little bit heavier on the funk stuff and, and a lot of that tapping thing where it's or not tapping but the the slapping thing that he does was like pepa 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 a lot um, of that. And, and that's cool. Well, well, on on this album too, I definitely <laughs> thought the bass lines were better. It, like all of these bass lines were mostly slap, whereas they were mostly just like root notes on the pr- uh, previous one. So, um, it's, it was fine. They were all fine. Uh, you know, solid two and a halfs. Both of these albums, maybe twos. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not 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 fantastic. Uh, I thought this album. Um, I don't know. I think it was supposed to be like, given the the title and everything, uh, for you know, a riot that's more like Frankenstein or horror related, but it is just way too fucking funky for that. Like mm-hmm. if if you had a riot called like Funkenstein. Oh shit. That would, work. Yeah. that would be sick. But uh, no, this sounds like the soundtrack not even a soundtrack. This just sounds like the music that they play in like uh like one of the the like fast food stands like in the place. Like it just sounds like that kind of stuff. It's like background music for like cooking shitty food quickly. Yeah, and I, I'm actually noticing a pattern. I feel like uh, we call it out. Basically, whenever there's a, a pike we just don't like, it's always like a snack bar fucking album. <laughs> snack bar pike. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to listen to this, so hopefully it's in a place where like I walk up, get my thing, and leave. Or it's in a place where I'm doing something so different than that that I've, I'm not bothered or distracted by this music. I feel that. You got the fever yeah. for the flavor. Oh, like, oh shit! Like hot, hot action, action cop, cop baby! Wah, 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 wah. It's the hot action cop alert! Whoa! <laughs> hot action cop! Hey, uh, all hot action cops are bastards. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I really do good. not disagree. With that. that was beautiful. <laughs> Please tell me you're pulling up fever for the flavor. <laughs> Duh. All right. Good. I just like to point out this. Uh, this is exactly what happens when you don't have a single woman or queer working at your record company. <laughs> um, this if, is if, why diversity in hiring is very important. If uh, <laughs> if bars ever come back, will you sing this at karaoke with me? Yeah. Imagine <laughs> a bar that has this on their karaoke playlist. Uh, that's the bar we should be going to. <laughs> That's the bar we got to open, brother. Hey. <laughs> it's the karaoke it's, bar by the... Um, I said I wouldn't work in Seattle. It's by the university. But I feel like Seattle's probably more like woke. 
It would be really funny to like have a bar that does karaoke, but like we don't have any popular songs. <laughs> like it's only like it's only like shit that like people like ironically, or just like shit that people don't like at all. <laughs> yeah, it's like we just we all we have is uh, Wilson Phillips' first album and Ween's entire discography. <laughs> so just choose choose a fucking. So song. you gotta have a bunch of popular bands, but it's all of their deep cuts that nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> totally. it's beautiful. I love that. Um, well, I believe it's time for us to get into statements from the bucket void. Statements from the bucket void. Bucket void. So why don't you explain it real quick to Devin? So statements from the bucket void is um, it's us calling attention to some of the buckethead related content that people have put out on the internet. Um, specifically, I'm talking about YouTube comments. Uh, because we listen to a lot of these these albums on YouTube, um, you know, sometimes there are some interesting discussions that take place beneath those listings. And so absolutely, I'm, yeah, I'm here to to call it out. We'll we're, we'll talk about it a little bit. Um, now, a lot of these are the reason why this segment is called statements is because a lot of these things are literally just statements. Sometimes they're <laughs> questions. Um, <laughs> uh, sometimes they're just little conversations. But you know. Uh, I have a feeling they're very declarative. Indeed. You know, a lot of, you see a lot of, so let me talk about what I see a lot of. You're right. So what I see a lot of is I see a lot of people saying, uh, oh, probably the most common comment that I see underneath these videos are, Buckethead is not of this world. Yeah, or or Buckethead is the greatest of all time. Buckethead is the best. You get a lot of just very one-sentence praise for Buckethead. Mm -hmm. And and I will say this. The comments are overwhelmingly positive. Like, I I have never Mm -hmm. observed, uh, like, any kind of fight or, like, any kind of negative content on there at all. That's kind of interesting because I've heard if you don't have haters, you're not doing it, like, right? Yeah. So. I've heard that. the thing about Buckethead, though, is like I think he does have haters and detractors, but he's such a niche thing that they just don't listen and they don't spend time hating because like he's not in the limelight. The yeah, he's not big enough to like be that hateable. Like maybe back when he was in Guns and Roses, maybe mm-hmm. at that point, mm-hmm. like maybe there were some guys who were like oh, Buckethead. Yeah, have you ever heard Bumblefoot though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Said no one ever. This is an anti Bumblefoot said, said, podcast. Said said Bumblefoot on a on a anonymously on a forum at some point. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we see a lot of that, um, and and it's a uh, it's great to like not see you know that negative content on the internet. It's great to see people being positive about something that they like, and so mm-hmm. it's it's fun. It's fun. Um, so speaking of what I was just referencing, um, let's get into our first one here. Uh, YouTube user El Acido says six years ago, Buckethead is unreal in every way possible. Definitely a light being from the fifth dimension. Fifth dimension. Yeah. I liked the specificity of this one. I was like, mm. <laughs> it's interesting that we're, we're calling it out so specifically. I don't know if that's a reference to something, but you know. It's something. Yeah, I'm gonna look that up. Light being from the fifth dimension. Uh-huh. I doubt it. I think he just made this up. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, even then, though, I, I appreciate the creativity. I appreciate the uh, the passion. It goes into no, definitely bit. not a reference to anything. I wonder if he's like a, a multi pass from the um, the the fifth <laughs> element. Ah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, continuing our, uh, our our praise theme today, uh, YouTube user Rick, not Rick, Rick, says, 11 months ago, thanks, BH, for the healing vibrations that emanate from your soul and out your skull into the ear holes of the masses. Keep bringing it, brother. So, do we have any proof that Buckethead has a skull? <laughs> uh, I mean, there's those, I, like... There's those that's what I was wondering. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it could just, like, does where does the bucket end and the rest of him begin? And do we have proof of this in any way? It's a great question. Yeah. It should say it comes out of his bucket. That's what I was... It seemed like a big missed opportunity. Truly. Yeah, yeah. You see a lot of missed opportunities in Buckethead <laughs> comment sections, let me tell you. I, I bet you do, and... Uh, actually, kind of like expanding on that, like, do y'all think Buckethead's hair has always been real? Oh. I think it might be hair taped to the bucket. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, 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 I think that as well, like, because then he could be, like, completely inconspicuous in public at this point, except for the fact that he's, like, very tall and his weird fingers and is only ever hanging out with brain Brian Mantia, the drummer. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, I think his hair is real. Yeah, I think so. As a okay. dude with long curly hair, let me tell you, you know, once you have it, you you maybe you don't want to get rid of it. Maybe. Or maybe what if he went bald, uh-huh. but didn't? But he loved having the hair and didn't want to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that's why I asked if you thought it's always been real. But the thing yeah. is, if he went bald, even if it was horseshoe bald, he could still do that and keep the hair because mm-hmm. you never see the top of his head, you know? Do you think the comic, because at the end it said brother, mm-hmm. is a reference to Hulk Hogan's balding hair, but it's so long? Oh, wow. Okay. Good question. Yeah, yeah I, I love making correlations. That's great. Mm. The people love it. Yeah. <laughs> the listener loves it. <laughs> For the fans. I I want to be a bucket maniac, fun with my family and friends. That's all I'm saying. We we have a return comment today. This is our first return comment. This is the, I recognize this name. I've definitely read it out loud to you before. So this is mm-hmm. a you know second time around. Um, YouTube user Terry Gerard says, okay. eleven months ago, I heat my bucket. I heat heat my heat h e a t. I heat my bucket? I heat my bucket. (laughs) Can we see where this user is from? Uh, Could there be like a language barrier perhaps? So there's definitely a lot of language barrier stuff that we see on on Buckethead comment sections. Um, I mean, that's fine. Like, well... So there was one that I really wanted to talk about today, but it was really long and it was also like half in Spanish and I, I didn't want to go through, you know, <laughs> talking in Spanish because I can't, I don't speak it. Um, but basically uh, this guy posted something like it was another like very like praiseworthy comment about Buckethead and then somebody responded in Spanish. Now the original post was in English and the guy was just responded, Hey, I don't speak Spanish. And then that guy responded like two more times in Spanish and then the guy was like, hey, that looks great, but I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> and then, then, then there's another comment in Spanish. I don't know what's going on there. That's when you reply with the long text form of the middle finger. Oh, yes. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. The, yes, the, the yes, one where it's like 3D. It's yeah. like, 
Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We love that. Mm. We love ASCII art here. We're big ASCII heads. Oh. Yeah. I mean, ASCII heads, Ogvorvis heads. You know, mm. I feel like ASCII art and Ogvorvis kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, the kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it too. Um, YouTube user Totally For Sure says, six years ago, just lost half an hour in time to some beautiful music. Time traveling with Mr. Buckethead is cosmic bliss. I want to ask you, if you were to time travel with Buckethead, where is the first time period you would visit and why? I would go back to when they made that William Hooper movie and get a copy of it. There you oh, go. Yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. And then you got two bucket heads in there. Like, wow, imagine. Imagine what could happen. I would I would personally take him back to the nineteen seventies and I would take him to a Parliament Funkadelic show. Oh, that sounds nice. And then encourage him to get up on stage and jam with them. So people uh So you could wreck the timeline for everybody? Yeah, yeah. So, so like Eddie Hazel could like uh, die sooner from like killing himself. But holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a dark funk joke. <laughs> dark funk. Not a lot of those. Not a lot of those in the ether. Um, but we got to put out more dark funk, you know. Yeah, funk's one of those genres where like I want to like it more than I do. Like there are aspects of it that I think are really cool, but there's but also like it's so. By its nature, it has like an emotive quality to it that's always very like upbeat, and because of that, I feel like it's kind of a limited genre, you know. And I don't know. It can be. It can be. Can be. I don't know. At the same time, like, um, check out like a uh, Funkadelic's Maggot Brain. Oh, oh, oh yeah, because that is a very diverse album. It is. It is. That is true. Hmm. Yeah. Y'all so like Afrobeat? A lot of stuff you know. Hmm? Like Afrobeat, fine, dude. I love Afrobeat, man. Felix Cootie, huge fan, dude. Rips. He has like thirty albums, crazy, and his story so, amazing. So, so um, like what? Like uh, an eighteenth of the albums Buckethead has. Are we going to compare every artist to Buckethead? Is that what we have that's, to do? That's that's the point of this podcast. Is it? <laughs> Is there a point to this podcast? <laughs> Uh, I can't even say podcast. Is there a point to this podcast? I don't even know. Uh, do you think in the um, in like the Ducktales universe they call them Pod Quacks? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> no. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna enjoy after that thought later. Please do, please do. Yeah, uh, you got to do it. I have a question. So you're looking through all these comments. Mm-hmm. Are you flagging any of them? Oh, so I screenshot the ones that I want to talk about here. Yeah. So um, I'm going through my screenshots currently. And I have, I don't know, probably around at this point, uh, somewhere around 60 or so. I have them in a folder on my phone. I think what would be interesting, I think Buckethead would appreciate it, is when you see someone, because you said the comments are generally positive, Mm -hmm. that when you see someone responding negatively... You get him banned from YouTube. <laughs> Hell yeah, dog. I like that. Uh, hate speech. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't appreciate bucket hate speech here. God, I was just going to say bucket hate speech. <laughs> <laughs> of course you were. Uh, YouTube user Kyle DeCampos, six years ago, says, 
A very big part of me is starting to believe that he just lives in a studio now and has not been outside in a year and may have married his guitar. This is so much musin in the past year, and I'm so freaking happy with it. Thanks for the upload. That's it. Sorry. Now, now, if he married one of his guitars, which one do you think it would be? Well, I mean, just like six-string electric. Like not the, the, not the, the baritone, the, Gib- the standard scale one, the, the Gibson um, mm-hmm. custom. Shop? Yeah, yeah. I mean that that does have like a baritone like spacing on it. Not the standard one. Isn't there a standard scale one? I thought there was. Not that I know of. Yeah, the, I thought the that, I thought it came one. in a, a baritone scale and a standard scale. Mm. Not unless they re-released it sometime. The original one was only released in the uh, original scale. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That would make sense. Be pretty yeah. cool. Uh, I I I personally think it would be his um his KFC Jackson V, oh, the one that he played for um pretty much. I mean, the majority of the um the shows he did with Guns and Roses, and he played it. I think primarily on uh, Monsters and Robots as well. Nice. Yeah, that's guitar. Have you ever thought about marrying an instrument? No. Unless, well, I mean, do you consider a flashlight an instrument? Because <laughs> I, can, I can make that baby sing, you know what I'm saying? I believe you. Have you guys seen the documentary about mechophiles? Uh, no, what is that? Like... Tell me more. It's mechophiles are people that are sexually and or romantically attracted to, like, cars. Oh, okay. And there's a documentary on YouTube about it, and it follows several people. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say that I don't want to give anything away, but I'll I'll just say that is a it's not safe for work. Oh, please give it away, uh, as they say, give it away, give it away now. One one fella, as far as I can tell, it's consensual. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, the car, the car didn't the like car the car didn't say? honk like, back or anything, or like okay, okay. flash the lights or anything. Okay, good. but definitely ejaculates into the car. I want to say into the gas tank. Nice. Yeah. There's another guy who tells his dad that he is in love with his, like, I want to say he has a muscle car or something like that. Okay. And like comes out to his dad like, hey. I'm in love with my car, and the dad's just like, all right. <laughs> but there's like, they have a camera crew with them, and at one point, one of the guys sneaks out at night uh-huh. to go to go fuck his car. Oh, that's great. How does and he like fuck his ha- car? Awesome. Like sticking a- in, the, in, the, in the seat cushions? Like- well, he likes, I think he either, he either actually like enters the gas tank. Oh, wow. Or wow. he jerks off into the gas tank. Do you think the smell oh, of gas is something that like helps him get off? I wish that he took a rag and soaked it in gas, and then. Well, <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's how you know that's good. But definitely an amazing documentary that you know, ten out of ten. So these are the people that are, that are making that like dragons fucking cars porn. Y'all follow? I was dragons gonna bring that cars? up because I love. Dragons and there's also uh, some pretty good dinosaurs fucking cars porn out there. Yeah, yeah. There's- I need to check out 
I'll watch a lot of like the Vice specials on like different sex toy stuff. Uh-huh. And there's the one about aliens. Okay. Mm, yeah. And like sex toys that are supposed to be like you're getting like impregnated with like alien eggs. Nice. Into it. Yeah. And um, I want to say they have one where it's like alien orphans. Orify. Yes. What what do you think the xenomorph's penis looks like? Do you think they have a penis that comes out of they have the to. penis? They have to. Like like I don't know cuz like the queen you know, she Do you think she has a penis? Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think most of them are asexual. I think so. Well, cuz like know. she's got the she, like, she's popped up with all the tubing and like mm-hmm. she she's not going anywhere. True, but I, I will say, uh, just to put it on record, I am totally here for the uh, Queen Alien femboy dick. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You know, if, do you think if like we made a bucket head sex toy, what would we make? Would we make a bucket you could fuck or like a bucket you could fuck yourself with? I think it's a bucket you sit on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, and, and the toy would be called the fuck it head. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be just basically, honestly, just like a dildo that's like a penis-shaped dildo, mm-hmm. but with the features of Buckethead. And so on the head, it would like have a mask, and then like Here. you know, and have like the actual bucket as as the head, the bellend, if you will. Well, they have like the little like facial strap-on things you can put on. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we know. What if they have like a bucket hat though? Okay. So it's like that. Oh, Speaking you know, of- and then you just, you know, like like a human, you know, um, missile almost. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah I like that. Uh, speaking of which, have you all seen the Baldo? Oh wow, you haven't no. seen the Baldo. Oh, okay, so it is a it's a new thing. Uh, I think they're like in they're running that Kickstarter or something right now, but it's a uh, dildo for your balls. Basically, it's like a it's like a, a silicone device that you put your balls into that has like an end on it that you can fuck somebody with. I see it. Uh huh. It's real. The world's first ball dildo. Oh, I see what's going on here. <laughs> cool logo. Yeah, huh. great logo. I mean, theoretically, I guess that could work i guess but i feel like that'd be really uncomfortable for your balls no? yeah it's probably not great to stretch them out i don't like know that. the, the yeah. video it says super soft comfort it, it says mm. that <laughs> <laughs> um i gotta watch this youtube video later where you get to meet the founders of this yeah it's really something i have watched it uh it explains in great detail how the uh, uh the baldo works did, did it explain like how they came up with the idea it was like well, my penis doesn't really work, but my <laughs> balls are still here. Can I fuck you with those? Like, like, what? What kind of what kind of fucking dead bedroom do they have to where he's like, yeah, but what if I fuck you with my balls? Like, it could be like a three way situation where, uh, you know, oh, where he's like, I have too many people to fuck and not enough penises. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you my balls. More. Like, yeah. I can fuck you both at once. Just do the do the fucking double dragon back to back, and I'll just strap this thing on my balls. And or what if they're like, I'm tired of your balls hitting me in the face. You could, you know, prod me instead. 
<laughs> so like they'd be sucking the no the, no like i imagine like you, yeah I, I think i understand what you're saying like you got like balls hitting somebody's face but they instead want to be smacked around a little bit by the thing hanging off your balls yeah so maybe they're like one person's fucking someone and then like they're like oh i'm gonna climb underneath and like suck on your balls Uh but then they're like well actually you can suck on this toy instead but that my balls are hanging from yes yeah hey girl suck my ball penis (laughs) my baldo yeah. They, they, they it's, all, it's all it's all psychological like you're not it's not going to feel any better uh-huh. but no no you know yeah yeah cool <laughs> human baldo <laughs> relations you know but, what yeah, it is thanks for um so thanks for bringing that to our attention well yeah oh yeah that's what i'm here for um real lastly lastly we have a very simple comment here um we're gonna leave it on this one um on a comment for the uh bucket uh pike 52 factory um youtube user brian scott says that was satisfactory and factory is all in caps oh that's funny <laughs> that's a really good pun and uh so were those three albums and uh yeah. here we are satisfactory yeah i mean the the factory was satisfactory the other two i just sad yeah, yeah just yeah sad just saddest without the is factory <laughs> Um. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And that was uh. Statements from the bucket boy. Bucket boy. Devin, what do you got to recommend us? I'm gonna recommend. Have you ever have you all ever seen that show Yellowstone? Uh no, I haven't. No. I'm obsessed. It's incredible. It's from it. It's like Wind Wind River, Sicario, oh. Hell or High Water. Okay, big fan of those last two. Like, it's that vibe. It's in like Montana. Interesting. Every okay. person on the show is more or less a scumbag. So you're Legit. you're rooting for the villains at the, at this point. Nice. Ooh, and it's got Kevin Costner. Yep. Always love a always love a Costner Costner vehicle. Mm-hmm. I hate I hate western, so I didn't think I'd like it. But I love like Wind River and Hell or High Water. Yeah, yeah. and I was pleasantly surprised by how good it was. I'm on season three right now. Oh wow, three seasons! Like goodness. So my brother is actually the the same way, and where he hates westerns. Oh, hates them. He loved. I mean, he loved Hell or High Water. Uh, you know, like loves things that are westerns without exactly the western aesthetic. You know, like, because uh, a lot of people have said, and I definitely consider it, like, um, uh, Logan, the the Wolverine film, was definitely a Western. Oh, yeah. Like, the way everything was structured, like, the ambience of it, like, it was it was, it was a fucking Western film. Or, like, um, a Bone Tomahawk is a Western, but it's, like, a horror Western, and that movie fucking rules. Kurt um, Russell. So good. Love that film. Mm-hmm. And so it's just one of those things where, it like, you know, it just depends on the vibe. Yeah, um, I mean, and, like, Firefly is a space western, and those dorks oh, are still fucking yeah. talking about that show, and it's been, like, mm-hmm. 20 fucking years, so... Well, yeah, I, I went on a Reddit thread today about, um, like, if you could bring back one canceled TV show, what would it be? It, the top comment was Firefly, wasn't it? Duh. Of course it was. That's fucking Reddit. <laughs> like, uh, that's the Reddit show. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I mean, it, it. the top comment should have been, like, party down. Oh, but, yeah, um, there you go. Fuck oh. yeah. 
That's what I'm talking about. What about um? Fuck! Why can't I think of it now? It was. It was one season. Zach Galifianakis was on it. They were like oh, a news team. Bored to death. Oh no! Uh, Man bites dog. Man bites yeah. dog was awesome. No dog bites dog man. Dog bites man. Dog bites man. Yeah, yeah. That show. Uh, Matt Walsh was on that too. Yeah, that was a great fucking show. I loved that show. That show was perfect. Yeah. Bored to death was Big. really good too, though. It was. I like Bored to it death. Was. A lot. Ted Danson. Ted Danson is. is great in everything Very he does. Funny. What a charming yeah. guy. Until he puts on blackface. Don't do that, Ted Danson. It's not. Don't do that, Ted Danson. We hate to see it. Um. Yeah. What, uh, Spencer? How about you? You got. How about me? Um. Yeah. Okay. I finished a video game recently. Um. Mm -hmm. I know that ain't gonna have a lot of traction with with you, but uh, I played a game called a very popular game. So it's like this is not necessarily like a great recommendation for some kind of obscure media, but uh, Horizon Zero Dawn on the PlayStation Four is a game I played, and I played through the whole game, and I I don't finish games really all that often because I just like get bored and I do something else like I love video games I like like experiencing them for a short period of time but then like moving on to something else you know um, but I actually stuck with this one to finish the whole game and I really liked it a lot I would recommend it nice uh, I'm actually oh, yeah. going to go back and uh, um, recommend something we were talking about earlier um, and that is uh, the band Rhapsody or oh, yeah. uh, also known as Rhapsody of Fire and, uh, you know, this is going to be a very almost guitar-centric um, recommendation because uh, their guitarist, Luca Turulli, is, in my opinion, maybe one of the best power metal guitarists of all time. Yeah, he shreds, dude. He's so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, um, we've seen Rhapsody live, but we haven't seen them with Luca Turulli. And they cut out the best solo. Ah, that was mm-hmm. so disappointing. Uh, it's because fucking the guy can't play it. He can't no. play it. Tim, whatever. I hate uh, that. Yeah, that guy sucks. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah. But uh, no, they're uh, they're known as kind of the uh, not inventors, but one of the most uh, predominant dragon metal bands, uh-huh. which is something. Power of the Dragon like, Flame, a famous mm-hmm. record from them, a really good record of theirs. Yeah, I have a um, power metal question. Yes. yes. So I don't know jack shit about power metal, uh-huh. but. There's a guitar player from like hardcore bands who is in a power metal band called Eternal Champion. Okay. Never heard of them. I was going to ask, have you guys heard them? Like, all their, like, I listened to it a little bit, didn't really like it, but all the imagery is very, it reminds me of like Manowar. Yeah. Hell yeah. And like that style of imagery. Oh, yeah. It was very, very sword metal. Mm-hmm. And um, Austin, Texas, interesting. I guess I'll say, check it out. Apparently, it's good. Okay. I have the the guy produces a bunch of stuff in Philly. Hmm. But sick. Nice. Yeah, their really imagery is amazing. Like that, it's very That's a, yeah. that's an interesting crossover to me that I I never I never really thought would exist and that's a, a a fan of both hardcore and power metal. Like they seem like mutually exclusive like things he, to be into. No, no, cuz they're all like about like brotherhood and community. He like I want to say he's like. I want to say he might be from somewhere in the Middle East, is where he was born. Okay. Interesting. But just talk, because there was like a podcast I listened to that he was on years ago, but talking about like getting into metal and how like over there a lot of it was very like not allowed. Mm-hmm. 
and um, he was in this band War Hungry for a minute, and they were like started out like a hardcore band, but by the end it was basically just metal mm-hmm. at that point. And once he start, once he joined the band, they were adding like tons of solos and just like the songs went from like two minutes to five minutes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just like um, so I've seen him play. He was also in this band, um, this band Cold World, which was like lifted Metallica riffs over like hardcore. I've, I've heard that band. I've heard that band. We we used to all like me and like Neil and like <laughs> everyone used to wear like Cold World shirts when we lived up there still. Okay. But um, he joined that band, and so that's like I'm pretty sure I've like met him before at some point, but. The dude's definitely like a full on like metal dude who just like I think is like in the hardcore scene, but like he's got like super long hair mm-hmm. and just definitely like looks like he doesn't like aesthetically looks like he doesn't give a shit about hardcore. <laughs> like nice. Nice. Brad. That's good. That's great. Yeah. I'll have to check those guys. Yeah, out. uh listen to Rhapsody though. I I second your recommendation. Listen to yeah. uh uh, uh, unholy victory. Well, just type in "unholy war cry" into unholy. YouTube, and then watch, or I don't even really watch, but just listen to "unholy war cry." Listen to that amazing solo that that dork didn't play live, and that I am forever disappointed by. Mm-hmm. Such a good solo. Great band. Great. Very stupid. Is that uh, it? it you you got yeah yeah there you go yeah, you gotta you gotta turn off your um oh Christopher your, Lee's your on this song Christopher filter. Lee's on yep. Unholy he Warcry yeah he is yeah. he is he, he it just goes back around to Christopher Lee it's Christopher Lee all the way down yeah that that's why I recommended him <laughs> like yeah no I love that I wonder how many let me see really quick I'm gonna but there's so some... Christopher Christopher Lee's monthly streams on Spotify is thirty four thousand nice. Not bad. Something. Well, yeah. Especially for a guy who's been dead for a few <laughs> years and made that album like 13 years ago. He's got a Christmas album? He does. A couple. Yeah. He's got yeah. a couple Christmas albums. God, yeah. I hope they're like power metal Christmas albums. I'm pretty sure they are, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> on the con- on both the covers, he's got a, he's got a guitar. That's great. And he's he chilling. Guitar. That's amazing. Is he sitting down hope- like he was yeah. in that video? Yeah, yeah. I I hope they have wallet chain second vocalist on all this stuff too. Yeah. Speaking of wallet chains, do you guys remember that band Chimera? Yeah, I do. <laughs> That's a great segue. <laughs> really I just was. uh listened to their discography this week. Nice. Tell yeah. us what you thought. How was it? Oh. It's not good. <laughs> no, bummer. Um I liked their first couple albums when they were like a mix between like hardcore and new metal. Yeah. That's what I remember them for. Like I'm like, okay, cool. You have like heavy mosh parts and then like weird sampling and like very new metal vocals. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, they they're just like full on like we're trying to sound like Suicide Silence and bands like that. Oh, which I don't like any of that stuff. And I was just like, yeah. this sucks. Mm-hmm. But hate to see it. Yeah, it was a uh, miserable six or seven albums. <laughs> Wow! Wow, that's a that's, lot of a music commitment. you don't like to listen to. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's like one of the. I also, I also did a deep dive in all the Thirty Six Crazy Fist songs. Wow! Oh hell yeah! You know you want to yeah. know something interesting? Okay, I've 
played multiple shows with 36 Crazy Fists. They were all around Alaska, mm-hmm. all that sort of shit. I have yeah. never listened to 36 Crazy Fists ever in my life. You, you, like I've never watched de- them play. No, like I've never cared about. You've listening definitely to them. listened to them because you have at one time driven in a car with Mercy. That okay? You definitely. That, that might to that, that might be true. I like that might um, have been on in a car with Mercy, but if it you, was, you have, I didn't. You have know listened it. to <laughs> at least a full Himsa album and a full Thirty Six Crazy Fist album at some point in your life. Just I did drive around Mercy. with Mercy a lot. That is true. They, you could tell in their like career whenever they were getting pushed from the label of being like, you can't play new metal anymore. You got to play the stuff that the kids are into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta do the fucking kill switch and game yeah. thing. So they yeah, started definitely. playing lots of breakdowns and like having like the very like simple like Euro metal riffing. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then the last couple albums was like, okay, we're old. We're gonna play like. It just sounds like, like pseudo ballad bar metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So With, like a couple, just like modern, like a couple, rock. couple heavy songs thrown on there, like, mm-hmm. but. I'm, I mean, I'm surprised they're still a band. They're like, still a band. Yeah. Well, they're they're still probably under contract from from Roadrunner, and Roadrunner is like a pretty big label. So Dude, they're on they're on some weird. Or are, are they on a new? Do they get dropped finally from Roadrunner? I think they because like, they, they were on Roadrunner, then they're on. They did Ferret for a little while, and then Ferret went under. Uh, let me see, like. The last album was in 2017. Christ, they have eight albums? Wow. Spine Farm Records, they're... which is like, I think, a subsidiary of Universal. Yeah, I've heard of Spine Farm. I think they're they're all metal, right? Mm-hmm. They're a European label. I feel like they're a band that's definitely bigger in Europe, without question. Yeah, like, I, I, I can't... So, yeah, I, I don't even know what that band sounds like. I have no idea i like i but at, at the same time i i kind of know like i i have a picture in my mind and i'm pretty sure i'm accurate um but think of all the bands that all the heavy bands and anchors that came out post like mercy should hurt <laughs> but yeah, like, like weren't being influenced by like the bands that mercy should hurt was influenced by yeah yeah, yeah. and that's what they sound like that's, that's what i'm imagining yeah. The theory of hate is like thirty six crazy fists, light caffeine free. Oof, oof. Yes. No. What was that place that they always? Sammy's was that the name of it? Oh right, out in Wasilla. Sounds familiar. Yeah, something. it was like an old Domino or old Godfather's Pizza. Yeah, That's I don't amazing. think I ever went there. I I remember seeing pictures from that place, but it was like that. Like the valley was just was so weird. far away that I was like, I don't care. Like, why would I drive out there? <laughs> Very true. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. It was sick when right. Trash Talk played that uh, Christian venue, though. Out in the Valley, we opened for him. That was dope. Yeah, that little tour we did with them was fun. It was really fun. We played three shows with them. Yeah. Sick. I think that was right after I moved, I think. And then, yeah, like, we, we went to right. Justin's yeah. cabin. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, like, spent the night at Justin's cabin with them. That was weird. Oh, Right. Those, I don't think I was and there I slept for that in the part. laundry room and like I, 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 I was fucking in the laundry room and like all the members of Trash talked kept on like knocking on the walls and shit. It was weird. Those guys do a lot of drugs. Yep. 
They do. They smoke. They they like outsmoked corruption. Which yeah, we were mm, pretty, <laughs> pretty pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> I remember they played a show here one time. They got to the show. They got to the show on time, and then they ended up, I think, smoking weed in their van for like three or four hours. Mm-hmm. Like straight up, weren't getting out, and then they ended up playing at like almost midnight. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> and like it was the type of thing where like there was quite a few people there, and people had been waiting around so long, but <laughs> that by the time they played, everyone was in a bad mood, mm-hmm. and just ended up like beating the shit out of each other. Uh huh. Sick. And like, they seemed fr- they seemed frustrated when not enough people were like moshing, that they were getting mad. <laughs> it was a whole thing. It was a cool show, but it was weird. Yeah, it's a vibe. That's a vibe. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. All right, so Devin, where can we check out your your output? Your what? Whatever you're doing. Oh yeah, yeah. What to, you, uh, got, you got anything to plug? Yeah. Uh, I sing in a band called Rejection Pact. We have a seven inch out that you can get on um, Deathwish nice. Records. It's on their web store. Um, our label, Safe Inside Records, does all their like distro through them, so it's on their site. Um, we were supposed to have a twelve inch out this year, but because of COVID, mm. we just kind of were like, finally, like fuck it, we're just gonna record later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think we're going to actually try to record some stuff ourselves and just put that out in the meantime this year. Nice. For fun. Like our drummer has like a studio in our practice space. So we're we're like, oh, we can just record that ourselves and wait to put out the 12 inch next year. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. If you just search rejection pack, we're on all the streaming things and um, pretty easy to find. Hell yeah. Excellent. Love that. Yeah. Where can we find you, Spencer Hodge? Uh, you can follow me at New Metal Karate Society on Instagram. That's what I do. I post funny pictures. Or questionably funny pictures. <laughs> I don't know. Depends on uh, you, if you're into that. You mean memes. You, you post memes. Shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can be found at the Queer Goth on most socials, and uh, we can be found as a podcast at either... A bucket cast or bucket cast on most socials. So just uh, Google it. What's the it What's out. the email? Um, gettinheadabucketcast at gmail dot com. Perfect. Nope. Love that. I love the um, the picture of why can't I think of the name? Mike Myers. Um. Uh. Wait. Oh, oh yeah, oh, cat um, in the hat Austin. is bucket oh, 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 cat in the hat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Britt hates it. I, I like that you like it because I love it yeah, too. It, I, I find it deeply unsettled. <laughs> it definitely um, has like Pee Wee Herman vibes. Yeah, nice. It definitely has a vibe that makes me uncomfortable. Yes. Uh, Pee-wee, and big... Pee-wee, Pee-wee doesn't make me uncomfortable at all. It... Pee Wee makes me like Pee Wee is like a gender queer icon. Like I love Pee Wee Herman. Alrighty, you uh, you fellas want to wrap this up? Let's do it. Hey, this has been Britton. And this has been Spencer. And this has been Devin. You've been listening to Getting Head, a bucket cast. Stay greasy, bucketheads. Namaste.
Hey everybody, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. If you liked our podcast, or even if you didn't like our podcast, we'd love for you to go please rate and review it over at Apple Podcasts. That's uh, how we get more listeners, and I I don't even know how it works. It's I, I was just I was told to do just 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 fucking do it, please, 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 God damn it!